Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why can't like you Vive, say tires? Vive Clucot. It's the same Just thing. Just say tires. Uh, where, where did we pick up from? Hi, yeah. everyone. You're listening to the Center in the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. In 2014, a failed stand-up comic entered a contest called The Hunt for the Host. He did not win. Later, he was joined by an underperforming Oregon State fullback with a community college degree. These men, neither having earned the position and possessing no real skills, continue on as radio personalities. If you have nothing better to do on a Saturday morning, and if you can find them, maybe you can hear The Sinner and the Saint. Starring Luke Anderson. Get out of, get out of, uh, get out of gentlemen's clubs. Oh. No, you like those? Oh, pay him, ready for Mickey Mouse, no. It is now. Devolved into that. And Will Darkens. Ear or eye? Where do you want it? On 1080 The Fan. <laughs> All right, we made it to hour two of the Sinner and the Saints. Uh, Jen Ellis will join us in about 15 minutes. We'll talk some baseball. Uh, we've got uh, we've, we talked a lot of Blazers in hour one. If you missed any of that, you can go to 1080thefan.com and uh, look for the podcast button. Podcast button? Yeah. There's a podcast button on there. There's and you literally can, uh, now a podcast button, <laughs> which it was uh, – it, it was, it was pretty much the people demanding that, uh, did you please just put something that says podcast and I can click on it? Yeah, and so you can thank Will Darkins for that. Uh, the podcast button on 1080thefan.com, and you can download the Les Schwab Tires podcast of Hour 1, but don't do it until after you listen to Hour 2. And then when you do download Hour 1, listen back to Hour 2 because it's going to be pretty okay. Sure. Well, that's the best we can do. Yeah. Uh, we talked a lot about games, well, mostly game two. Not so much about game one for whatever reason, but, uh, oh, probably because it was terrible for the Blazers against the Warriors. I thought uh, Scott Van Pelt said it the best after game one. It felt like a regular season game. Interesting. It did, dude. It was just, just like. Just didn't have the energy? No, not at all. Yeah, you I just, I, I felt like by like, what, maybe a minute into the fourth, you were like, okay, we're going to lose. Yeah. It, it kind just of, kind of felt like that. The, the, the odd thing about game one to me was that the Blazers played awful, but were never really out of it. I mean, the game was was within six in the fourth quarter. Um, obviously, the the final score, that's a really interesting way to look at it. It did feel very yeah. regular season-y. Dude, it but, was ho-hum. Lillard was on the bench with, what, six minutes left in the game. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was kind of like, okay, we yeah. lost. We're going to take the L. Yeah. But, I mean, it really just felt like, uh, what was it, game five of last series where sure. we just knew they were absolutely exhausted. And it was like, okay, let's just, you let's know. Let's save something for game two. Yeah, let's just try to save this. Now game two, they obviously put a full effort in. They had a chance to win late. Uh, but Blazers in an 0-2 hole. The 0-2 doesn't feel the same as the Raptors 0-2 to me. 
Maybe that's just me being a little, uh, you know, uh, blazer bias. Uh, but what do you expect for game three tonight, 6 p.m. at the Moda Center right here in Portland? I just think that it's going to be a lot of energy coming right out of the gate. I, I think for the Trailblazers, you're going to want to ha- come out and take your shots early because you're not down in an 0-3 hole, which is just basically considered NBA death. You're done. There's no reason in playing any more games after being down 0-3. But you're in a situation now where you really need to take every chance that you have. You you need to win one of these games at home, and this is the one. Don't you think they need to win both, though? To, to, to have a I, shot I, in the series, I think you have to win both. I think that you could string it out long enough because if you do win both, here, here's kind of your problem. Um, if you win both, Kevin Durant's coming back in. That's fine. Yeah. You know, but but right I, now. I hope that you'd win game three. If you lose game four, whatever, because I, I think then Golden State's like, eh, we can keep him out for another game. And then maybe you could string it to six games. And then, you know, what happens after that? Who knows? I just feel like if we win both of these games at home, and I'm not saying I don't want this to happen, but just like if we win both of those games at home, Golden State's pressing the panic button. They're going, all right, let's get Kevin back in. Don't, don't do you really think they're unbeatable with Kevin Durant though? I think yes. I think if you rush him back and he's not a hundred percent, I think it gives you as good, if not a better, chance to win. Who's guarding him? Uh, Aminu. No. Uh, uh, Evan Turner. No. Uh, Jake Lehman. Yeah, just yeah. I mean, if you want to waste more of this segment by going down the entire <laughs> roster, I, no, dude. No, no one's guarding him. No yeah, one's but guarding they, but him. But they play ever. so much. The, the, the I I don't know the stat off the top of my head, but they were talking about the the difference in ISO ball with Kevin Durant in. If you have him coming back at eighty five percent, I I don't know. I I think it disrupts what Golden State does really well without him, which is move the ball around. And I know that he can go out and score 35, but I don't think your defense has to work as hard to try and stop Kevin Durant. Yeah, he's going to get his points, but the Warriors get their points anyways. I think if you're the Trailblazers, you need to look at this game and really make sure that guys that are open who have open shots don't miss any open shots. Uh, Chief Amino really is the one guy who you have to place a lot of onus on when it comes to kind of being a contributor. And I, I, I know that he's playing aggressive defense on the other side of the ball. But dude, you know, honestly, when you're wide open, like there's really no excuse. I get it that you might be tired. And I, I would take that into account if you were having contested shots or you were really kind of blitzing the lane and really trying to, you know, get tough points, but dude, you're wide open. You need to hit those. Dude, that's, CJ, that's not CJ acceptable. CJ had the one late though to ice it. I mean, it, it felt like, yeah, it, that's you true. know, I mean, over six in the fourth quarter, the expectation. Yeah. But I mean, he admires hit him for a wide open three. And, you know, we, we talked about it early on and I think it's something that you adopted. I can't remember if it was Isaac or Suk you stole it from because you don't come up with your own ideas. No. Um, but the playoff is about stars, right? And and if you want to take your team to the next level, you need to be the star that you were in the game, in the series against Denver, and that's CJ, right? If you get a wide open three, you got to knock that down. I mean, that's just having ice water in your veins. And I wonder if, you know, the... The series against the Warriors, I think, means a lot more to the Blazers than the Nuggets did. And and CJ was pressing on a few possessions late, and he was he was bad in the fourth quarter. He needs to be better. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you. I think obviously he needs to be better. But you know, this kind of goes back to our conversation we had at the start of the show, which is that hey, I, I can't have my two superstars being on Take and off. It, yeah, but, taking a turn. Yeah, I yeah. can't have a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde thing here. They need to be evenly contributing to the game. Now, I forget which 
uh, playoff series against the Warriors. It was however many years back, but you remember that first half where they both combined for 50 points. I mean, they ultimately lost, but it was this thing of like, oh my gosh, this is what we expect to happen. Like this is the best possible scenario with Damon CJ's that they combined for 50 points. Um, and Damian Lillard, I know that he's contributing in other ways. And I know the guy is absolutely emotionally and physically exhausted, but I, I mean, dude, you got to turn it on too at a certain point earlier in the game. Yep. I know that's his style, right? That's been his style in these playoffs is he facilitates early. He gets people involved yep. and you know, whatever. But in games like this, where now you're kind of in a desperate situation, I, I'm saying that lightly, even though I yep. did just say desperate situation, but you're down <laughs> in an O2 hole. I, I think you got to come out in this game real early and take control and let the Warriors know that, Dude, I'm going to get my shots. Like, I'm going to roll off of these screens, and I'm shooting from 35 feet. Score 50. Yeah. Go like, score. <laughs> but seriously, yeah. like, you, you have to make the effort to do that because I think at this point, every chance that you have on the table, you got to take it. What's your What's your thought for tonight's game? What's what, what? How do you see the game playing out? You, you have the Blazers A lot of energy winning. early. I think that you'll have an okay lead heading into halftime, whether it be a four to eight point lead, but I think that it'll be a lot of the same from what we saw in game two, which is ultimately the Warriors will turn it on late in the third quarter. And I, I don't know. I, it's kind of a toss up. The, the better you today text line five, five, three or five has told me what will happen in the game. Uh, so I know the results and it's right here for everybody. This oh, guy do you have access to that. I don't have that. This guy says a friend and I have gone to eight games over the last two years and we've won all eight and we're going tonight. So it's a guaranteed win that yeah that dude needs to be there then yeah whoever uh, you are bro yeah well uh bro find me at the game i will be there too i've gone to two other playoff games they've won both i was at the four overtime game five and i was at game two of the uh the okc series so i'm uh i'm two for two so far in the playoffs you also scared the ass out of bill shonley I did. Yeah, you we, did. Ter- we, you, we terrified him. So I forget which game it was. That but... was the, I think that was the over. No, that was game two of the Thunder series. Okay, see. Yeah. So Luke goes to this game, and then he texts <laughs> me, and he's like, hey, I'm at the game. And I was like, oh, cool. And I look, and it's a picture of him and some of his buddies with uh, Bill Shonley. And Bill Shonley looks like he's just been abducted by aliens. Like, he, he looks very frightened. Like, well, we didn't ask him to take the picture. <laughs> We just held him there. You were just yeah. like, Sean. The, the thing that you don't see in the picture is his feet are two inches off the ground because we were holding him up. Yes. He, he looks completely bewildered, just like, what? Where am I? Yeah. Who are these people? Yeah. I just go, rip city this old man, and then we all picked him up and then forced him to take a picture. His handlers were not happy with us. It looks like after the photo was taken, he, like, pushed you off. He was like, get off of me, you hey, who's he, a what's it? Yeah, he's got a, he's got a pretty strong right hook for a 97-year-old guy. He's 97. I don't think so, but he looks it. Dude, you can't be throwing those stats out. <laughs> How old is Bill Shonley? What do you guess? Uh, I don't know. Tell you what. We'll figure that out, and we will tell I'm you. I'm going to get you the answer right oh, now. Okay, never mind. We'll wait on that. Uh, quicker? Quicker? Go ahead to break. Yeah. <laughs> you Sorry. Can't, you I'll can't, get it in a minute. You yeah. can't find it? I'll find it in a second. How old is Bill Shonley next? You're listening to The Center and the Saint on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. This is the Center and the Saint on 1080. The fan, Luke Anderson, Will Darkens, and we are joined by our uh, baseball expert, A's super fan, Jen Ellis, joins us again. Yay! So, Jen, you've been joining us uh, pretty much every week. I think you and I both skipped out last week. Yes. Um, but uh, you've joined us pretty much every week since, I think, the week before the the 
something uh, opening like that. Day. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you've started getting, uh, you know, familiar with the show, but we yeah. wanted to ask uh, your girlfriend what she thought of oh. the show. So we just <laughs> shot a text to yeah. her. She's listening from Florida, and I asked her if she hates Will. Yeah. And uh, what was her response? Well, she's listening on the uh, radio.com app to 1080 The Fan, and uh, she's in Orlando, Florida. So she said, uh, no, not necessarily hate. That's kind of a strong word. I'd say he's a uh, er, um, special. So, special? Yeah. yeah. That's what yeah. my mom tells me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. <clears throat> no, she doesn't hate any of us. Um, no. so, that makes me think she hates me. Yeah. I can say that, that again. <laughs> So I said, Luke wants to know if you hate Will when you're listening to the show. And she says, ha ha, hate is such a strong word. I'd say he's er, um, special. And then a smiley face. Yeah. So, you know. That's good. Yeah, that's I it. like we, that. We were, also, we were also talking in the break and uh, you revealed that you have a Doris Burke impression. Oh, Doris. Where is she? What, I don't know if she's here or not. I'm not going to lie. That's really offensive. Uh, well... <laughs> There's there's some there's some uh, listeners that are just insane. I know. Offended. I'm sure we're gonna get lots of hate mail. I'm so sorry for that. Well, Doris listens to the show. Every she does. Too. I know yeah. she does. She yeah. does. She's Absolutely. a big fan of mine. So I, I like her as well. Well, she's probably in Portland. Yeah. She maybe she could be. She maybe in the rental car going. Oh, let me see what they're talking about on the local sports radio those, station. Those so and shows. I'm gonna call in. Hi, is this 1080 to the fan? <laughs> Put me on with that Jen Ellis. Who does she her. think she is? She's terrible. Where's her station? I can't believe it. KD, how are you feeling? <laughs> um, we have <laughs> Oakland A's news ah, this yes, week. Ah, yes, indeed. This is, this is part of the reason that we bring <clears throat> you in. Uh, one of the first conversations we had is, are the A's moving to Portland, and would right. you be okay with that? But we have an update on yeah. that That continuing story yes, uh, what's the, the latest saga. on the oakland a's well first i i texted my brother a picture of damian lillard showing up in oakland to play the warriors wearing an oakland a's jersey and you know i mean he's from oakland i thought that was pretty cool did so that I, push you over from warriors fan to blazers well fan? I, I wasn't necessarily a warriors fan um i don't really necessarily have any kind of emotional connection to a particular basketball team just because I don't watch it very often. But, I mean, I did go to several games when I lived in the Bay Area. So, I mean, you know, I like watching them play. I, I, I like the Warriors team. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I mean, everybody in the office was like, oh, my gosh, we just got a new Blazers fan. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, look who I just fell in love with, Damian Lillard. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, so I texted that to my brother, and he's like, oh, that's awesome. And he said, he, you know, he texted back. Uh, he said, I'm, I'm also really happy about this. And he texted me the article where it said uh, that the Port of Oakland commissioners, um, on Monday night, they uh, – uh, they gave the team four years to prepare an environmental impact report for the t- potential building site at Howard Terminal for a new stadium in Oakland. So this is, you know, of course, we've heard all of the stories as A's fans like, oh, they're going to move to San Jose. They're going to move to Fremont. They're going to move all, all of these places in the Bay Area. And really and truly, they just really want to stay in Oakland. I mean, you know, Oakland's losing all of the major major league teams with the Raiders leaving and the Warriors moving across the Bay and whatnot. So a lot of A's fans have just been, you know, oh, God, please. Please don't let them leave and the whole, you know, campaign of them rooted in Oakland. And this is just such a, a, a really cool step for them because they haven't gotten this far ever yeah. in the planning of or trying to plan a new stadium in Oakland. So this is a big deal. So um, 
but apparently they, you know, they have this plan for it to also include housing and retail and all of that kind of thing. So um, it's supposed to be this really incredible plan. And they just moved one step closer by receiving the, the, the votes necessary to move forward one more step. So it's like, oh, God, as A's fans, we're like, yay, <laughs> we're hopeful that they can just stay there and, you know. Yeah, continue to be a, a really cool uh, spotlight for that city. So, but you know, I mean, if I had a dollar for every person that's told me over the last year and a half that I've lived here, oh, the A's are moving to Portland, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. like, you know, no, they're not. I, I really don't think they are. It would be awesome if they did, of course. But yeah, I, I'm thinking they're staying in Oakland. This well, is this, this is getting good. It's it's funny because just I mean the details that you brought up there <laughs> sound very similar to the the conversations we're having mm-hmm. here it, yeah i guess it means if, if you're talking to the port of oakland that means it would be a stadium on the water which right would be yeah really it's a, cool. it's at uh yeah jack london square uh you know overlooking the water and if you google like the renderings and stuff it looks kind of like out of a futuristic movie it's kind of cool looking but awesome. yeah so crossing fingers that you know the next steps uh as they you know continue to move forward to get a privately funded stadium that was the whole big deal it was like you know well p1 yeah. raymond's on your side on the better you today text sign guarantee that mlb isn't going to wait with the a's in uh for four more years if nothing else is happening actually i read that wrong he is not on your side oh okay <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. that's okay um, i understand sorry i just i feel like the, at this point it's kind of like oh my gosh i actually kind of and my brother even texted me too he was like yeah i actually kind of have hope yeah. you know that that this is gonna actually kind of come to well, I, th- fruition. I, I think it'd be great to have another, I mean, Major League Baseball keeps saying they want another West Coast mm-hmm. team, and that's why Portland's so optimistic about getting the team. Mm-hmm. If you move Oakland up the road, it's not another. It's not another. It, it's, it's just moving a West Coast relocating, team. Relocating. Right. And I, I just, I, I think that this does sound more promising. The funny thing is the way I heard about the the story was actually Jeff Van Gundy, who does the, uh, the commentary for the Blazers game, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't have heard that because how do you watch the Blazers? Well, so I watched the Blazers game on uh, Tuesday night. Notice how I say Blazers and not Warriors yeah, game. Well, and I made so, sure that you did. Yes. Um, but I, so I was watching the game on my computer while I was listening to the Oakland A's Mariners broadcast <laughs> in my ears on my, yeah, because yeah, I. So had you listened yeah. to the basketball commentary, you would have found out on right. Tuesday. I have that, no idea yeah, <laughs> what so. they said. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty funny because they were playing the game and Damian Lillard's jersey. Right. So they actually yes. talked about that yep. during the basketball I saw it. I saw it on the screen. I was like, oh, oh, there he is. There he That's is. Yeah, funny. yeah. Pretty cool. That's pretty funny. Yes. Um, what other stories did you see in baseball that uh, oh, kind of. Boy. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you know, the Mariners were having a, a tough go until the A's went to Seattle. So it was nice to, I guess, for Mariners fans to see them actually win a couple of games, you know. Um, but, yeah, I think they. They what did they? Yeah, they, I guess they beat them both both times. Yep. But yeah, the then, Mariners can only win when they get play against Oakland. Right. Which is a and and that's same thing with the Toronto Blue Jays. Apparently, they cannot win unless they're playing the A's. But uh, so on. Uh, I guess it was on Thursday's game uh, when the A's went to um, Detroit. They they outscored the Tigers. It was like seventeen to three. And that on 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 that day on that same day. A bunch of other teams around Major League Baseball scored in double digits. So it was like um, the, let's see, where is it? The, oh yeah, the Rangers were like 16 to 1 over the Royals, and the Indians were like 14 to 7. 
and Twins were 11 to 6 over the Mariners, sorry. But there were there were multiple games that were in double digit scores and it was kind of interesting to see that in one day. It was that, kind of funny. It's funny that you bring up the Twins just annihilating the Mariners because I think <laughs> I've decided and I think I have permission to do this as a father of Twins. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to become a Twins fan. Yeah. I think I'm done with the Mariners. I'll just I'll just switch over there. Portland gets a team, I'll come back. What jersey are you going to wear? I should have done this two and a half years ago. I'll just get my daughter's names on the back, right? Or I'll get a Kirby Puckett jersey. I knew you you were going to say Kirby Puckett. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think I still have Kirby Puckett's rookie card. (laughs) Do you really? That's fantastic. Somewhere. Um, Why is it that Kirby Puckett looked like a dude who just like somebody painted on that goatee? (laughs) Oh, because he did. Yeah. He painted like, it on. He used uh, eyeliner. On, right? and yeah. just drew There's on. no way that goatee was real. It looks like some, but like before every game, he had some stylist just like get onto his face and just like kind of scribble one in. I think since we've engaged Will, I want to bring up my most baseball baseball stat of the week. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so the Padres set oh, yeah. a major league record <laughs> this week. And I want to read you the headline because I thought it was fantastic. Padres failed to throw no hitter in record eight. 8,020th consecutive game. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, exactly. This is the most baseball baseball stat. So the, the Padres have never in their franchise history thrown a no-hitter. And so by not throwing a no-hitter in their franchise's 8,020th game, they now set a major league record passing the New York Mets for the most consecutive games without a no-hitter. Does it get more baseball than that? No. Something about the Padres? What? <laughs> Are they in San Diego? Here's the thing that makes it so amazing to me is some guy was like, oh, man, they're about to do it. <laughs> they're about to not throw another no-hitter. But it had to have been like somebody had to have gotten close in like recent Right. And goes, did you know mm-hmm. that they've never thrown a no hitter? And then they dig deeper into the stats and go, yeah, if they can go all the way through mid-May of next year, they'll actually set the record for the most <laughs> games without a no hitter. But I wanted to throw that out no to you, Will. Do you love that stat or not? That's pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Right, we have a poll on Twitter at Sinner Saint 1080. Uh, it regards the most interesting sports opportun- viewing opportunity this weekend. So we want you to go to Twitter right now, play along on your computers at home, and join us. We'll get you the results of our little Twitter poll. Next, we need to talk golf. Uh, my favorite moment moment from the PGA Championship so far, and I'll tell you it is not Brooks Kepka. Uh, we'll do that, some sports randoms, and then we'll get into what to watch, and we'll wrap this thing up. We'll all go start drinking and root for the Blazers. Woo-hoo! But first, Sports Center update. You'll forgive me. This may not be uh, the best radio, but I'm trying to watch Arnold Schwarzenegger get kicked in the back somewhere in Africa. Drop kicked. Drop kicked in the back. I haven't seen the kick yet, but apparently it's on video. I don't know why it's a three-minute video. So we could probably clean that up a little bit, TMZ. You'll see it in a second. Yeah, I'm about to. All right, Arnold. Whoa! Dude, out of nowhere. Yeah. That's crazy. This guy. So Arnold Schwarzenegger is he's on old. video. First, he's old. He's old. And he looks old. He's on video. He's taking pictures with fans. It's probably some photo op thing for some event. And uh, as he's talking to somebody, you can see on the right side of your screen, this guy just friggin' torpedoes in, 
goes airborne and double drop kicks him in the back. And then at the end of the TMZ video, they <laughs> they slow it down to, to slow-mo. And you can see Arnold's reaction as he's getting drop kicks like, what the hell? Yeah. Why? Well, it's a total blindside drop kick. Yeah, pretty intense. It's wild. All right, so go to uh, go to Twitter, at CenterSaint1080. We were going to send you there anyways. You're probably already there voting on our awesome uh, Twitter poll. Uh, but, yeah, you can uh, see the link right there to the, tw- the TMZ story of Arnold getting kicked in the back. That's insane. Yeah, All right, really well, hard. A uh, real quick derail there, but uh, that kind of fits with it. Uh, it was worth it. That fits with Well, hey, how often do you get to see something like that? And it's breaking news. Uh, Will, do you want to read our uh, our Twitter poll and uh, see what the results are so far? Yeah, I practiced all morning. Perfect. Here we go. You can only watch one sporting event live this week. Tickets, airfare, room, and Arby's coupons are provided for you and a friend or loved one for the entire event by Will Darkins. That's Where nice would you. you go? What What are the options? We got 6% of people saying Mets at Marlins series, rightfully so. 10% say Preakness, 26% would like to see the Bucks sweep the Raptors, and more than 55% being 58% say the PGA Championship. I don't know why you'd actually want to go to the PGA Championship to just watch uh, fatty muscle Brooks Kepka just sweep the leg. I mean, that's what he's doing right now. What is he got a seven-stroke lead? Uh, I think that's about right. Yeah. And it's only two rounds in and he's just crushing people. Um, the PGA championship is at Bethpage black on long Island. Mm. Preakness is in Baltimore. Uh, I don't want a vacation in Baltimore. And then, uh, the series, uh, the bucks Raptors going back to Toronto. The reason I picked Mets Marlins, it's in Miami. Dude, I'd like to go to Toronto. That'd be fun. Yeah. Oh, Toronto would be. That would be interesting to see the. What do they call it? The uh, Jurassic Park outside of uh, the stadium. Mm-hmm. The fans do go absolutely crazy for the Raptors up there. Oh yeah. And 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 in in response to that, the Raptors um, choke. So I'd like to see the Bucks up close. I think I'd probably pick that one. This is. I think by far the least interesting of the triple crown races, the Preakness doesn't really matter at all. Yeah, I don't care about any of them to be quite honest. Well, like the, it, it doesn't yeah. do anything for me whatsoever. The Kentucky Derby is all the the pageantry and hats. Yeah, but it's also uh, Wes Welker on Molly, uh, which yeah. is which is fun. But the Preakness is if something happens at the Preakness, the Belmont becomes interesting. So like once every ten years, the Belmont is interesting. But the Preakness is never interesting. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think uh, any of them are Baltimore. very interesting. I don't know why you're trying to pretend that these horse races are interesting. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> if you're interested in the Triple Crown, Preakness, and I, I double-checked, it is in Baltimore. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Let me just give you my uh, no reason. expert opinion here. If we're going Triple Crown, I Preakness, I don't think I'm it's going It's my for. last choice. That's my last choice. I'm just saying. Dude, it's a bunch of rich people in hats. That's all it is. Does is the Preakness really does, does the, the Preakness have hats? I know the Derby has mint juleps and hats. Do you wear the same hat? If you went to the Derby and the Preakness and you showed up in the same hat, would you be ostracized from your country club? Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. And then, uh, but yeah, I think I think I would choose the basketball series. I want to see Antetokounmpo uh, straight up live. I di- I did go to a, a Bucks game earlier this year. That guy is just enormous, and he just moves. 
way too fast for a guy that size. Could you imagine trying to play wing guy against him? Mm. Yeah, you got no chance. Yeah. Um, I will give you a reason uh, to go and watch the uh, PGA Championship, though. Okay. John Rahm. He didn't make the cut, and he played pretty terrible yesterday. But did you catch the uh, video or any still shots of uh, what he was doing when Dustin Johnson was ready to shoot? Yeah, he was taking a wee. <laughs> Pissing. Just pissing in the wind. Yeah. Just standing right in front of him. And you can see the cameraman going, all right, I can't move far enough to get him out of the shot. Yeah. Because they, they go, <laughs> Dustin Johnson's shooting from the rough, and they just kind of pan over there, and John Rom just goes walking in the background, just standing up next to a tree to take a whiz. So can I ask you something about this? Sure. Now, you know enough about golf culture that I think you could probably accurately answer this one. So why is it that we're not having a bigger overreaction about this? That's I was kind of curious why like the gentleman's game golf bro isn't in an uproar about this too because like I because didn't they all have collective heart attacks when Phil like batted a ball that was still in motion yeah oh yeah they were ready to die when that happened yeah they were ready to go to his home and murder him yeah absolutely like seriously I've never seen golf bro so pissed off before he needs in my to be life kicked out of the tournament yeah. They were calling it a disgrace to the sport. Yeah. Ah, oh, but, you know, a dude pissing in the bushes on, you know, a, a course that everybody just, you know, absolutely has golf orgasms about. Well, yeah, well, we all do that. I think all the... the, oh, the yeah, so ridiculous. All, all the oh, guys he's just like peeing me. on a course that we've all talked up for three weeks because we're golf nerds. <laughs> yeah. Screw you, dude. And then you go after Phil for just, like, hitting a ball that's in motion. Like, what's your problem? Are uh -huh. you living in the 1930s? Well, but I, th I think the difference between me and my buddies peeing in the woods is that we've had six beers, and it's the 14th hole, and we know the restroom doesn't come up until we get to the clubhouse after 18. That seems appropriate. Plus, you're drinking, you know, Coors Light or Miller Light or Bud Light, and it just goes through. And once you break the seal, you're peeing every three holes. But this guy, I don't think, is is, is knocking back beers while he's out there. Not that you know. I Maybe he is. But maybe he has one of those camel packs, and he's just sipping. <laughs> Yeah, I would do that, that's I dude golfing would drive me to drink yeah so boring I I think you would enjoy the game the challenge of it oh the uh, nature let of me it. tell you something when I saw Phil hit that ball in motion <laughs> on that pristine and sacred course oh it, it really made me kind of rethink my values in life but it was pretty cute when that guy took a piss on a course that's considered what a major championship, right? Yep, major championship. Oh, right, that's right. Oh, but that was funny and cute. <laughs> Screw you, dude. Me? Like, no, just oh, golf okay. guy. Cool. I, I just I I that sport and baseball to me are the two that have these unwritten, unspoken rules that it's like, who are you trying to impress? Like, well, pretty, you pretty sure it's written down that you can't hit the ball uh, while it's moving. Well, but but think about it. I, I mean, I know that's a rule, but but there's uh, also a penalty in place for it. And it's yeah. not expulsion. From I, I mean, the I understand that, but so I mean, I, I guess like the social rule of it, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. Like, do these people who are trying to keep golf and baseball alive understand that this is the reason you're losing younger viewers? That, like, they see you overreact about this and they go, what is your problem? Like, this isn't the 1930s. This isn't pre-World War II where we all think that we have sticks up our butts. Well, the funny thing about it is your complaint isn't even with the sport. It's with the fans. Yes. But that's part but of the... But the fans are the sport. <laughs> I mean, it, 
I, I'm just saying, dude, it, this is why so many people love the NBA. I understand that ratings were down, but you'd also like to think that that's the LeBron effect. But like, so the NBA to me, in terms of a fan experience, you can't beat it. You can't. You have unhinged access to athletes through their social media because they are so active on it. When you go to the games, you get to see the dudes up close. It's friggin' awesome. Yep. I, I and they're mean, way behind ba- baseball and revenue. Uh, from the Better You Today text line 55305, I peed on Bandon Dunes, not into the famous wins, of course. Who's the best team in baseball right now? Well, the Yankees just uh, took over the uh, the American e- East yeah. American League East lead from the Tampa Bay Rays, right. and you have a feeling oh, the Rays, that, right? Yeah. Well, no, they like they're close to it, right? Well, they're, yeah, they just yeah. got passed by the Yankees, and watch What's out. The Rays' average attendance. Uh, terrible. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where you were going. With yeah, the, that the is Rays. exactly where I was going. <laughs> yeah, the Tampa like, Bay Rays probably moving to Portland. No, they're not. Why not? They're not because this because baseball is stubborn as s. Yeah, Tampa they Bay. do this kind of stuff. Okay. They don't care, dude. They allowed Tam- them to Tam- take seats out of their say, stadium. I was going to say Tampa Bay's renovation, their offseason improvement to their stadium was taking out five thousand like, seats. Like as a commissioner, you didn't step in on that. You didn't go, uh, whoa, 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 hold on a second. You're <laughs> but, taking seats out. Yeah, uh, you know that's a major point of revenue for us, right? Yeah. Like people only paying people, to come in. Yeah, that's only if people go. And sit in those seats and in Tampa Bay. I mean, why does. don't you just take the vendors out of that section and still keep the seats there? I'll give People you. People will go. I will give you this as a preview of what to watch. Will will not be talking about baseball or golf. What to watch is next. And uh, I'm guessing it has something to do with your Portland Trailblazers. We'll do that next. Center and Saint on 1080 The Fame. <laughs> Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint. On 1080 The Fan. The children were laughing. I guess we know what time it is. <laughs> time to get intense. Time to get real. Uh, thank you, everyone, on the Better You Today text line 55305 for sharing your peeing and pooping stories on golf courses. It's great. It's <laughs> amazing. I love it. Oh uh, yeah, like yeah. The more of that, the better. Yeah, I I could share more Crapping stories on the but sport. They're pretty graphic. You hate golf, uh, so we know that you won't be watching any more of the PGA Championship. We know that you won't be watching any baseball. <laughs> any more of it? <laughs> well, yeah, you you you. I did was catch I? the clip of John Rahm at least. I yes, I caught the clip. Yeah, that's about all you needed to get your uh, your golf pants all. Tied a knot and getting all yelling at us. I was kind of mad about that. You, just, you, you were, you were uh, 
way madder than you needed to be. But I was delighted by your anger, so it's. I think it's all good. Dude, uh, I just okay, I can't enough handle of that. It. Can't handle it. Tell me what you're watching uh, for in the Blazers. Can't have it. Blazers Warriors game tonight. Uh, what I'm watching for is kind of what we were talking about throughout most of the show, which is fast, fast, fast and productive start. They need to come out of the gates and they need to be scoring early and often. And really, it, it's the kind of shots that like Chief Aminu had and CJ had that were wide open that, you know, they need to take advantage of early on. You know, there was one shot on the right corner uh, that Aminu had last game that like, dude, they weren't even contesting it. <laughs> Like, seriously, they didn't even have a guy, like, make an effort. Like, you know, one of those half-assed run-with-my-hand-up things. No, they were just like, yeah, go ahead and shoot it. We know you're going to miss it because, you like, you literally have, like, crapped your pants in these playoffs. Like, he has, dude. I know Aminu's doing something on the defensive side of the ball. I really can't tell you what it is. I'm not certain. I know that the broadcasters keep telling us that every time. But I have yet to see a major impact from Aminu. So really, again, I, I'm hoping to see a lot of scoring early and often, and I hope that Aminu is a bigger contributor. Tonight. Just waiting for Chief to carry the Blazers to a victory. Uh, you're going you're, you're to be waiting a long time. I'm going to watch a pick-and-roll defense. Uh, game one, they uh, left the three-point available to Seth Curry, and he dropped nine of his own. Last game, uh, the team only had nine, so the entire Warriors team. They were running him off the three-point line, and it wasn't until late, the last four minutes of the fourth quarter, where they're getting really easy buckets rolling to the basket. I want to watch the first quarter and see how the Warriors react to whatever the Blazers do on defense. I don't want them to make too much of an adjustment because whatever they did in the first half worked really well, so I don't know if it was fatigue or the rotation or Myers Leonard or what it was that made him so vulnerable uh, to the the right side of the floor layup line that they had late in that. But I think that uh, is what I'll be watching for most of all uh, in this game. Well, I might be able to answer your question a little bit. I think it was Zach's foul trouble because that guy had uh, five fouls in the third quarter. And, you know, there was, he was making a really good impact in a way that you could see his interior defense. Dude, he is great at going straight up. Like he, well, that's why he had five fouls. Yeah. I, I mean, Wait. I understand Wait, you got to take those chances sometimes. And he did get called for some stuff that eh. is pretty ticky tacky. I mean, in the playoffs, yeah. there's a lot of things that come down to just like, you know, hey, is he leaning a little bit? But throughout this series, he's played incredible interior defense and he's been a really big difference maker. I think, you know, there's also some moments, too, while we're on the subject of Zach Collins, that Zach Collins was wide open on the three-point line, and, you know, he's trying to kind of distribute and keep the ball going. I hope to see him take some shots, because, again, I I think at this point, you're down 0-2. Every chance you got, everything, you gotta take it. You gotta put everything out on the floor, because if you go down 0-3, historically, it's a death sentence. Well, it's the good and bad of C.J. McCollum, not afraid to take any of those shots. Just gotta hit him. Um, All right. Before we get to what to watch outside of sports, it's a point where I'll remind you that this segment is brought to you by our friends at Encore Audio Video. If you're looking for home automation, if you're looking for an upgrade of your sound system, if you're looking for a fully automated home theater, there's no better place to start than their showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Will, what are you watching outside of sports? Easy. Saturday Night Live. Uh, Paul Rudd is hosting. Paul Rudd is delightful. Is he an American treasure or what? Absolutely love Paul Rudd. He's probably one of my top three favorite actors. And I think this might 
be the first time he's hosting SNL? No, that can't be true. No, I, I can pic- uh, I can picture him on SNL. Look dude, at Adam Sandler. It was the first time he's hosted uh, like two weeks ago. Yeah, but he's an alum, so. Yeah, but that's the first time he's yeah. ever hosted. Yeah, that's crazy. Double, double check. Paul Rudd's been on there before. I'm sure of it. Uh, I'm gonna watch the second half of the HBO documentary. What's my name? The Muhammad Ali. Uh, story. I watched. How's that f- been? I watched the first half. It was good. It's a lot of what you know, but it gets a lot more into the the political side and um, you know his reaction to the way that he was treated by the media. I mean, it's really tumultuous time in the U.S. So it's a it's a reminder of the odds that were against him and uh, the the people that were against him when he was going in winning the fight against Sonny Liston uh, when he was fighting uh, what was the guy's name Earl. Uh, Terrell Earl Thomas <laughs> yes Earl Thomas um but uh when, when, he, when he's machine. standing there yeah. going what's my name what's my name yeah and uh yeah how much how much backlash he got and he you know he almost took himself out of the sport and was willing to do that for what he believed in so uh first half was really good I'm looking forward to the second half yeah I always love those documentaries with sports where they can kind of mix in the socio-political element yeah that's that's always the best. Did thing. you watch the Andre the Giant HBO documentary? I haven't. Nope. You should go back and watch that one, too. It's really good. I was actually looking through the list because I was trying to reset it, and there's a bunch that I want to watch on there, the sports documentaries. Good stuff. All right, Blazers tonight, 6 p.m. at Moda Center. Uh, we'll talk about whatever happens uh, this week with that series. Next week, 9 to 11, every Saturday, Center and Saints. Uh, we're done. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.